Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, You've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome to episode number 507. I am super excited because I just seem to be in this content creation mode. Although I will tell you, I need to get back to creating some content for my podcast, weekly podcast development newsletter. But right now, my mind has been so laser focused on this whole area of solopreneurship, working for yourself, being self-employed, you know, running your own online business. This is what has been consuming my thoughts night and day and where I've seen a ton of people getting a, a, a great deal of value from just the, th- the thoughts that I've been sharing lately. One of the things that's happened since I came back from Nashville, Ray Edwards' event down in Nashville, is that I have started my day from the front porch spending some time in reflection, just reflecting on the thoughts that are going through my head, processing ideas, and over the past couple days, I've been sitting on the front porch and I would pull up a chair and I would fire up my Facebook live streaming app and I would just share a reflection from the front porch. I've been taking the local recording at the end of your live stream on Facebook. It gives you the option to, it says, hey, do you want to upload the HD version of this? And of course, I choose yes. And then I noticed there was a little down arrow, which allows me to save the local video recording, and it'll save it to your camera roll, which is a much higher quality video recording of what you've done on Facebook live stream than if you just allowed this thing to upload to Facebook without saving to your camera roll, and then go into Facebook and download it later because they actually do their processing on that video, and it drastically and I mean drastically reduces the quality of both the video and the audio. So I I found that I could do this higher quality, somewhat HD version of that Facebook live stream, and I've been uploading that to my vlog. I've been vlogging again on YouTube. I've been sitting on the front porch, and I might anticipate that I'm gonna sit here and talk for about seven to 10 minutes on the topic of, for example, today, I'm gonna share with you one of the audio recordings from one of my recent vlogs slash Facebook live streams. And the topic is this idea of people paying you per hour. This idea of, I just don't feel comfortable charging X number of dollars for just an hour spent with me. I'm gonna go into great detail about that here in just a moment. But my assumption is that the number of people who will actually sit down and watch 
a, a nearly 47-minute YouTube video of me sitting on the porch talking. I, the chances of many of you doing that are pretty slim to none, but I figured that if I was to take the audio from what I did on the porch and include it in an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, my guess is that a majority of you would listen all the way through because that's one of the benefits of podcasting, of an audio podcast, is that you guys are more likely to give me up to an hour of your time to share what's on my heart and mind well above and beyond anybody who would be watching a video on Facebook live stream and or on YouTube. And yes, I there are always the exceptions to the rule. I know there are, I would say there are maybe a few hundred of you who would watch a whole one-hour Facebook live stream or a one-hour YouTube video that I put together. But that is a few hundred of you, which, by the way, is tremendously awesome. I I mean, I just imagine sometimes of myself standing on a stage in front of a, a conference room with 300 of you in there, and the fact that you would give me that much of your time, energy, and attention to a video or me just standing on my front porch is incredible, so I'm honored by that. But I also know, and this is what's so awesome about the power of podcasting, is that there are many thousands of you who are about ready to listen to every single syllable of every word that I'm about ready to share with you from the recording of that video, whereas I know you wouldn't have been able to give it the same amount of time, effort, and energy, and attention to those videos. So the power of podcasting, if you will. Now, I think that I did a pretty decent job of setting up the topic. I just want to make one quick note about the fact that, obviously, what you're about ready to hear, the audio quality is going to be significantly different than me talking in the studio. This is going to be the built-in microphone on my iPhone 6 Plus, which was just sitting up on a tripod as I was sitting on my front porch talking to people live on Facebook live stream. So that is going to be the reason for the difference in audio quality, but it's also kind of cool because you get that feel that you're just sitting on the front porch with me. And I kind of want to just invite you right now to join me on the front porch. Good morning, everybody. Cliff Ravenscraft here with another reflection from the front porch. I want to talk to you this morning about this idea of getting paid by the hour. And we're not going to talk about you should never work one-on-one and it's not scalable and stuff like that. Forget about that. In podcast episode number 506, I talk about the fact that I still value one-on-ones. I still enjoy doing an occasional... Oh, actually, I didn't say this in the podcast episode, so you're getting in here. I still occasionally enjoy doing a one-off, one-hour consulting call where somebody is literally giving me an X number of dollars for spending... 60 minutes with me. Now, here's the topic of today though, is when somebody is, let's just say your your rate is, it, just for the sake of it, let's just say it's $150 for a one hour call with you. They are not paying you $150 for an hour of your time. The reason why this video has come up is I saw somebody who had listened to my episode 506 and they happened to be a member of a private Facebook community and posted that they listened to my episode and that they're thinking about the idea of raising their rates. And the comment that I saw is, I just don't feel comfortable charging $1,000 for two calls, for two one-hour calls. And I already commented in that thread 
about my thoughts that I'm sharing here. But what I wanted to share with everyone is that when somebody is paying you for an hour with you, they're not paying for an hour of your breath or they're not paying an hour worth of your heartbeats, if you will. It, it, it's, it's not like that. It's like, well, it's just an hour of my time. I'm going to back up and tell you a story that this did not come out in the podcast episode, but will come out here now. And that is a story of, I was, I was at the point where my rates were $300 per hour. And I had a client, he purchased one of my equipment packages. And my equipment packages are not cheap, they're $1,700. And when I sell an equipment package, I make a reasonable profit, okay? And that's, I, I don't feel guilty about making a profit on an equipment purchase that somebody buys from me because that's what it's there for. They know that I'm going to make a profit, otherwise why would I actually be doing it, right? I make this sale and this client says, hey Cliff, I would like to hire you. Can you teach me how to set this up? I'd like to pay you for two hours of your time. I said, sure, no problem. Now, by the way, today, if you buy my equipment package, there is an, an equipment tutorial that took me more than 30 hours to put together that is included for free. And it's because I don't want to have to do one-on-one -on -one calls to teach people how to do equipment, any, how to hook it all up anymore. There's a tutorial for that, and it's so much more thorough than anything I've ever done one-on-one. -on -one. But that's not the point. The point is, is that this guy says, Cliff, I want to buy your, I'm buying your equipment package, and I want to pay for two hours of your time. So not only did I make the amount of profit, which is a, is a sizable profit on my equipment sales uh, that he purchased, but he also paid me $600 for two hours of my consulting and coaching. Everything went extremely well with two hours. He had everything hooked up and working perfectly. We tr we tested every scenario of anything he would want to do in his studio. And he had even some additional gear that I was selling at the time that I don't sell anymore today, like telephone interface devices. And that's important because of what happened next. So after our two hours of one-on-one, -on -one, he's got everything good. Everything is perfect. I'm happy. He's happy. You know, everyone's happy. And, and I'm really happy financially. You know, it, th things are good. That was an awesome experience. I, I made a, a, a really decent amount of income in a very short period of time. And I like that about my own business, being able to do that. Fast forward two weeks. Two weeks later, actually, it might have been two months later. It was two months later. I know where the two weeks came, comes in. So it was about two months later, I get an email from this client that had purchased my equipment. He's, he wrote me an email and says, hey, Cliff, I'm having a problem. I just got back out, uh, came back from a business trip. I've been out of town for a while. And I'm trying to do a phone interview, and all I'm getting is static. And so I wrote back to him in email. I said, do you remember we talked about the fact that, you know, when you do a telephone interface device, it's going to amplify this? He goes, yeah, no, no, I understand that. I've, I've done plenty of the interviews. And like you told me, yeah, there's a little bit of static on the line and the gate kills some of that. And that's great and all. But this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I can't hear anything but static. I can't even hear the other person's voice. And I'm like, that's strange. And I said, he says, can I go ahead and just uh, get on your schedule and, and uh put you down or can I get an hour scheduled with you and and I said and he knew that my minimum is one hour I didn't do anything less than that it's not like you you know I'm $300 per hour but you know you only have to pay me X number of dollars if it's 15 minutes I, he knew that I mean my clients know that it's minimum of one hour so I said hey yeah I can get you on my schedule unfortunately though my, I'm booked and this was crazy at the time and this is why I eventually had to get out of 
doing one-on-one uh, like this because I was booked for two weeks in advance. And, he, and I told him, I said, it, unfortunately, it's going to have to be two weeks down the road. And he says, well, that's no problem. Go ahead and put me on your calendar. Now, I felt guilty about this. It's like, wait a second, this guy's purchased equipment from me. He's telling me it's not working and he has to wait two weeks to access me. And <clears throat> so I wrote back to him and I said, hey, listen, you know, you might want to actually reach out to the support department of um, JK Audio. JK Audio, here's their phone number, here's their website, here's their email address. They're an, they have amazing technical support, and I bet you if you just call them, they'll walk you through it and have you, on, have you up and running in no time at all. I'm sure it's a real quick, easy fix for them. And he says, if it's all the same to you, Cliff, I'd rather work with you. Now, what I just did is I gave him an option to instead of paying me $300 for a minimum of one hour access to me, he actually had the opportunity right then and there to get exactly what he needed for free. Okay? And and trust me, it would have been excellent support. It would have he would have been talking to the people who actually made the device that he's having problems with. And they would have given him that support for free. But you know what he said, Cliff, I want to work with you. If it's all the same, if you've got the time, I know I have to wait, but I'd rather talk with you when you have the time. Okay, that's awesome. So fast forward two weeks later, it's time for the call. Um, back then I was using a, a phone conference bridge and it allowed people, my, my clients to log in early uh, rather than me calling them and them calling me we both called into this number together. That's how I was doing things back then. And so I called in five minutes before our call was scheduled to start because, well, I don't like to, I like to be a timely person. So I call in five minutes early and my client's already on the call, all right? So five minutes before we get on the call or before we're scheduled to start, we're both talking to each other. He tells me, for I mean, we spent like 90 seconds, it seemed like forever, but he spent like 90 seconds telling me about his business trip that he was on outside of the country. We got to connect for a little bit and stuff like that. And then he tells me, he comes back and he said, hey, you know, there's this um, problem that I'm having and it's, it's this static that I told you about. And I said, hey, let me pull up my cell phone real quick and call into your uh, studio. And he gave me a studio number and I dialed the phone number and I pick it up and I'm listening and I'm, and I said, now go ahead and hit the call button. And he hit the call button and I heard the static and I'm like, oh. I said, do me a favor, reach behind the device, the JK Audio device, unplug the power cable. And then I want you to plug the power cable back in. And so he did that. And, and then I said, now let me call you again. And I call him again, I said, hit the call button. He hits the call button and then I'm hearing him talk through the device and he's hearing me talk through through his mixer and audio system. I solved his problem in less than five minutes from when we started the call. So basically, he I, I told him, I said, hey, while you were out, is there any chance that the electric went out? He goes, well, how did you know that? When I, yeah, when I came back, all the digital clocks, the microwave and the stove, everything was blinking when I got back. I said, I am so sorry. When you told me that there was static, I was thinking a static like a hiss or something like that. And I forgot about this, but I've had the JK Audio device myself for two years at that point. It, it has been many years ago. That, anyway, but at the point I had had the JK Audio myself for two years. And I said, this has happened to me twice. 
But it happened to me when I first got it and I forgot all about it until I just heard the sound when I dialed into your device. And it did not occur to me when you emailed me that this might be what it was. So it didn't click until I literally heard it. And so I feel awful. But this is what happens. If the electric goes out and you have this device turned on and plugged in, when the electric comes back on, I've noticed that there's usually a little bit of an electrical surge. And if there's an electrical surge, when the device is actually turned on, it, it does something to the circuitry inside that it calls what, causes what's called a crossover. And that crossover basically mixes the two lines together. You get this really loud static. And the only way that I have found to, to keep that from happening is unplug it, remove the power from the device so that it can take get rid of the, the crossover and you plug it right back in and then your your problem solved. And I sit there, I said, and he says, wow, Cliff, that's awesome. And so I sit there, I said, I said, is there anything else I can do for you? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything I can help with? He goes, no, just go ahead and send me the invoice. And um, this was, I guess, I guess back at the, maybe I just didn't invoice him for this call yet or whatever, because normally I would have people pay me in advance. But anyway, he says, just send me the invoice. And I'm like, I, wait, but we've got a whole hour scheduled. This is back when I thought people were paying me for an hour of my life. You know, that they were paying for an hour of my time that God had given me on this earth. And he says, no, Cliff. So literally, it's it's now maybe one minute into when we're supposed to call. You know, I, I've we're literally one minute into the scheduled time. I've got 59 minutes. I have not yet given him. And he's asking me to send him the invoice for $300. And he's ready to get off the phone and go on with his day. Do you want to know what I did? As I told him, I said, I cannot. I literally told him this. I cannot in good conscience charge you for this call. In my mind, I didn't say this, but in my mind, I already made a very nice profit on the sale of the equipment package. I already made $600 for two hours on the call, having a blast, walking him through step-by-step step how to hook all this stuff up. And then I made him wait two weeks for something that took me less than like, to literally took me less than five minutes to solve for him. And and I and I felt at the time that I should have known when he told when when he told me that that was a potential thing. Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? I and so at the time I just said you know I can't do this. I said I you know you pay you know I, you were going to charge I can't charge you three hundred dollars for six minutes here. And he he insisted three different times. Cliff, send me the invoice. Send me the invoice. I said I'll tell you what. Don't no, I'm not going to send you the invoice. I can't do it in good conscience. Uh, instead, you know, just just I hope you continue to enjoy your equipment. And if anybody ever asks you where to go to for advice on podcasting and all this other stuff that I did at the time, uh, he's, I said just make sure that you tell them that that I'm an honorable and respectful guy and a respectable guy, and that you you highly recommend my service. He goes, I'll definitely do that. And he says, are you sure you don't want to invoice me? And I said, no, I, I, I can't do that. And we ended and the call was over. Guys, I will tell you right now, here's the difference between that Cliff Ravenscraft in his mind and the Cliff Ravenscraft in the mind that I have today. If that same call were to happen today, I would have sent him the invoice after the six minutes that we spoke, spoke on the phone. I would have sent him that call. In fact...
Now, I would not do this today, but I want to explain to you the mindset of, of just the, how things have flipped inside of my mind today compared to back then. And that is that if I were given this same opportunity to work with this same call, client, I'm, I could say, hey, I'll jump on the call with you. Um, you know, I know it's going to take, you know, two weeks before we get onto the call. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll see if I can squeeze you in later this week. And it will, I'll tell you what, if I, if it takes me an hour to solve the problem, it'll be $300. But if I can solve it in under five minutes, it's $600. Okay. Now, again, I wouldn't do that. That's not how I do things. It's, 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 but here's what I'm saying. What I did for him, I, back then, I thought that what I offered him was less valuable than $300. That the only way that he would get $300 worth of value from me is to give him an hour of my time. Okay? That's what I felt at the time. That I would only, I would only earn that $300 had I given him an hour of my time. But what I realized is that what I gave him was far more valuable than just an hour of my time. I gave him access to my areas of expertise and my experience and the wisdom that comes from all of that. All right, that's the heart of today's message. So what in essence, if you think about this, anybody who can pay, you know, $300 for an hour of your time that they have, you know, they have extra money to spend that that they have you know, they're at a level where paying you $300 an hour is no different than you paying somebody else 20 bucks an hour. Okay, so that's, that's where we're talking about here is somebody who has extra money and, and, and can afford to pay you. And, and the, it's not like I was, you know, the guy's like, well, can, can you come down on that? You know, this, Cliff, put me on your schedule, $300. Yeah, I know I could get it for free. I, I want to work with you. And so he's already said that I want to work with you. I see this value. I can afford to pay you this. And then he begs me three times on the call to, to, to charge him for it. And I say no. But here's the thing. I not only solved his problem, which, by the way, his problem was worth $300 to be solved. Okay? That's what he was paying for. He had a problem with his JK audio device that had static. It would not let him hear the person on the phone, and the person on the phone could not hear him. All he wanted was to be able to solve that problem. And yes, I gave him an option, two weeks of worth of option, for him to go in and find the support over at JK Audio. A quick phone call to them would have solved it just as quickly as I did. But he wanted to wait. He wanted the solution, not from JK Audio. He wanted the solution from me personally. I don't understand why, but he wanted the solution from me, and it was worth $300 to solve that problem. I gave him $300 worth of value in the first five minutes of that call by solving that problem. In fact, I know this because he was then ready to pay me that $300 and be on his way. All right. He wasn't expecting me to spend the rest of the hour just chit-chatting or talking about anything else. He had gotten his value. Send me the invoice, Cliff. We're good to go. But back then, my mind was stuck on the fact that I had not yet provided him value because I had not yet given him an hour of my time. So that's what's changed. Now, the reason why I say it's worth 600 because anybody who can pay you this amount of money and it be no problem that, that he's like begging you to charge him, 
this is a guy who's va- who, whose time is extremely valuable as well. So not only did I solve his problem in under five minutes, I also gave him the gift of an additional hour to his day. I freed up an hour. He had fully intended to spend up to a whole hour on the phone with me troubleshooting and figuring out this issue. But because I solved it in under five minutes, I gave him the gift of an entire hour that day. Now, somebody who has that kind of extra money to spend, do you think that an hour of their time is worth more than 300 bucks? Yep. I guarantee you it is. So what that that's where I'm coming from. So but here's the thing. It's not about $300 per hour. It's not even worth $600 per hour. It's not about how much time you spend with people and how much time people are spending with you. That is not what people are paying for, even if you're doing hourly, one-on-one coaching and consulting. What people are paying for is not your time. They are paying for your experience and your expertise and the wisdom that comes from it. So, I wanna share with you, I have my iPad Pro right here. Um, When I came back from the Tony Robbins event, I wrote down areas of expertise that I bring to the table. This is something that was inspired by just like a one-off comment. It wasn't even a topic at the Unleash the Power Within event over that I did in Dallas um, in, gosh, 2016, I think. Uh, Anyway, It wasn't even a topic. It was just something that Tony had said from the stage in passing, uh, but it, it made a powerful impact on me. And I wrote it down, areas of experience that I bring to the table. And when I came back from that conference, I decided to list out what experience is it that I bring to the table? What, and by the way, I just wanna share with you, um, before I go into this areas of expertise and experience that I have, I just recently had somebody come to my studio. I offered a brand new package called the Spend the Day with Cliff package. All right, Spend the Day with Cliff is the name of the package. And the package includes one day spent with me here in Northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, where you travel to me and spend eight hours here with me in my home, downstairs in my next level studio, in my office space for eight hours. And the cost of that is $7,500, all right? Now you do the math, $7,500 divided by eight. You know what? It doesn't even matter what that math is because it isn't about the number of breaths and heartbeats that I have during those eight hours that people are paying for. Has nothing to do with the amount of time spent. I just had my first client pay me $7,500 for that particular product. And when she left, she was thrilled. In fact, (laughs) there's an amazing, it's one of the best testimonials I think I've gotten so far. She recorded a video tutorial, a testimonial for me right as she was uh, finishing up for the day. So it was an incredible experience, but did she get $7,500 worth of value out of that day? Absolutely, but I can tell you right now confidently, and I believe that she would tell you exactly the same, that she had already received the $7,500 value before we even went for, broke for lunch for the day. I'm confident of that because it wasn't about $7,500 for eight hours of Cliff's time. 
it was $7,500 to have eight hours of access to all of my years of experience and areas of expertise and the wisdom that comes from it. So what is it? What is it that people have for me? So first of all, Here's just a few things that I bring to the table, whether you're spending 15 minutes in a conversation with me at a conference, whether you're spending an hour in one-on-one paid coaching, consulting, or mentoring, whether you sign up for, let's say, a $3,500 package where you get to talk to me uh, once or twice a month for three months, or whether you pay $7,500 for access to me for a whole day, this is what you're getting access to. This is the value that I bring to the table. And can you tell the confidence that I have in this? Because I took the time to do this exercise. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to write down on a piece of paper at the top areas of expertise that I bring to the table. And I want you to make a list. All right? I'll read to you from my list here. First of all, I want to tell you that I have 20 years of sales and marketing experience. 20 years of sales and marketing, and I'm talking about really intense experience. So before I I started this business full-time working for myself nine years ago, all right? Now, prior to that, I spent 11 years as an insurance agent selling auto, home, life, business, and health insurance. I attended so many different sales and training seminars. I went away to Columbus, Ohio for state auto insurances. I can't, it was called the Pace Setter Program. And this Pace Setter Program is literally two weeks. They put you up in a hotel with other agents for two weeks. And every day, seven days a week for two weeks, no weekends off, every day two day, for two weeks, 14 days of eight hours per day sales training where they had the most successful people from Brian Tracy's organization and I can't remember this accelerator program and they they hammered sales training and techniques into me. I can handle every objection out there. I could sell ice to Eskimos. I'm absolutely convinced that I could practically sell anyone anything. All right, I am that confident in my sales ability. I could, I have learned, I've learned all about how to manipulate people, which by the way, I, I just want to say this, I've learned these techniques. Most of them I would never in good conscience ever be able to use, okay? I know all about how to get invade somebody's personal space so that they're uncomfortable and thrown off. I know all of those techniques, okay? By the way, again, I don't agree with about 70% of what I learned, but 30% of the things that I learned are absolutely things that are essential for me to succeed in life and in business. And yes, sales and marketing experience goes way beyond selling products and services, and it has way more to do than just your business. So the fact that I have been very successful, by the way, when I was an insurance agent uh, selling life insurance, I was at the top 50 of life insurance agents out of 14,000 agents with Grange Life Insurance. I was in the top, actually no, I apologize, I was in the top 10 with Grange Life Insurance uh, out of 14,000 and out of 48,000 life insurance agents with auto owners, I was in the top 50, okay, at the same time, at the same time. And I was selling term life insurance 
with both of those companies because I do not believe in whole life or permanent life insurance. I believe people should learn how to become debt-free and um, they should, you know, anyway, we won't go into all that. But I was selling term life insurance. My premiums were much lower than all the other agents who were in the top 10 at Grange, in the top 50 at Auto Owners. They were selling permanent life insurance and it was all based on premiums and that just means I sold about eight times as many life insurance policies as those guys did. Some of those guys, to get into the top 10, they sold three policies and and went and spent the rest of the year on the golf course because they sold super high, high premium permanent life insurance policies. Anyway, but here's the thing. 20 years of sales and marketing experience. There's a reason why when I do podcasting A to Z, I'm able to sell it at $2,000 and, and have all of this. But also have a 100% satisfaction rating. Now you tell me, who else do you know online that sells an online course with, by the way, over 660 students who have graduated the course, where out of 660 students, most of which have paid $2,000, it was cheaper back in the early days, but uh, but most of who have paid $2,000 and not a single refund and you have a 100% satisfaction rating. I don't know anybody else with that experience, but when you have an hour of access to me over the phone or through any of the other products and services where you get direct access to me, that you're getting access to the sales and training marketing. Uh, for 20 years, you're getting, you're getting access to somebody who has had a 100% satisfaction rating for since March 2011 doing 32 sessions of podcasting A to Z. So that's just some of it. Um, I have 26 years, 26 years of leadership experience, leading teams of people for 26 years. I started leading small group Bible study groups when I was 18 years old. That's when I started my ministry training. And we're talking about literal training on how to lead people. So I, I've attended seminars, I've attended workshops, I've, I've actually attended online uh, college courses, all about how to lead people effectively. So yes, I have now, I'm 44 years old, I started when I was 18, 26 years of leading people, all right, successfully. Um, by the way, and that's also 20 years with the sales and marketing, that's 20 years of customer service and support as well. Because when you're an insurance agent, at least in a small family run insurance agency like I was in, you don't just sell insurance policies, you also service every single one of them too. So um, let's see here. What are some other things? I left, oh, I have the experience of leaving a secure career in insurance and uh, turning my passion uh, for podcasting and technology and and talking with people one-on-one -on -one and, and group training and all this other stuff into a full-time career. So do you think there are some people out there that would love to pick my brain, if you will, about my experience of the transition from full-time uh, career as an employee, making all this money, but then pursuing the passion work that's uh, that you're passionate about? Absolutely. A lot of people are tr trying to get access to me just for that experience alone. Um, here's one. Was once in a okay. My wife and I were once in massive debt. Uh, we were in I think it was like eighty thousand dollars in debt, or it might have been seventy thousand. I can't remember. But we were in massive debt. We had like three different credit cards, completely maxed out, student loan, all of this stuff, 
and and seemingly no end in sight. I, 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 there was a point in my life, in our lives, where we th just thought we would be uh, paying on minimum payments on debt for the rest of our lives, uh, and we felt like that that was what our culture does. It's just that's the accepted way of life. Well. My wife and I learned about Dave Ramsey. We got super serious about the Dave Ramsey plan, and within, I think it was two or three years, we became 100% completely debt-free minus our mortgage. And we have been debt-free minus our mortgage since February 2007. And that includes the period of time when I left my career in insurance, and with no money, outside money or anything like that, uh, started this business full-time and even though I only made eleven thousand dollars in personal income the very first year in business we still maintained our debt-free minus our mortgage status and how did we do that well I'll tell you what work with me sometime ask me any question you want about it because I have that experience to offer I bring that to the table when you work with me so here's another one uh, let's see here my journey to becoming a paid professional international keynote speaker. So do you, here, here's the thing. I have experience starting out uh, my speaking career in my early 20s, uh, speaking from the pulpit in a small Nazarene church to a congregation of 35. So I have, I have some experience in public speaking and it, was, it wasn't great. I have experience when I started uh, podcasting, speaking at these little free events and pod camps and stuff like that. Uh, so crowds up to maybe even 80 or 90 people at a time. And, and then all of a sudden, I think it was 2011, I set my goals for 2012. And I said, guys, I have a goal for 2012. Number one, I have two goals, relate, I have a lot of goals, but I had two goals related to speaking. I said, number one, uh, in 2012, I want to get my very first paid speaking gig. I want to be paid. And I'm not, we're talking, I want to be paid a significant amount of money. I don't want like 35 bucks. I want I, close to a thousand or more. Okay. And also, I'm tired of going to these conferences where I'm just, you know, where the, you've got thousands of people and they're all at this one stage for a keynote speaker and then all of a sudden they break out into 40 different sessions and the 40 different sessions each have you know like 80 people in them and Cliff Ravenscraft is a speaker in one of the little sessions. No, I in 2012, I want to be known as Cliff Ravenscraft and I want to have the words keynote speaker next to my name. Well, I set that as a goal and do you know what happened in 2012? Just a couple months later, my friend Father Roderick Von Hogan and his team over at the Catholic New Media Conference. By the way, I'm not even Catholic. And I ended up being the opening keynote address for the Catholic New Media Conference. How about that? Not only was my name right next to the words keynote speaker, but I was also paid for that event. And that began my paid speaking career. I actually have been paid well, every year since then, and the amounts that I get paid these days are beyond what I would have ever dreamed. It's, they're not paying you for 40 minutes of your time on the stage. They're paying 40 minutes for the audience in that crowd to have access to what's been going on up here as a result of your 44 years of walking on this earth. All of the experience and areas of expertise that you have and the wisdom that comes from it, they just want you to pull some of those nuggets from that and share it with that crowd for 40 minutes. Not just 
am I a paid speaker, a keynote speaker, but I'm internationally known as Cliff Ravenscraft keynote speaker because I've traveled to new media Europe, all expenses paid. Well, actually, no, I did pay for my own travel there, but I did that as a favor for for the, the conference so that they didn't have to pay for that. However, I did go to, uh, and I think I saw Paul Spain on here earlier. Paul had me come all the way to New Zealand, and that was an all-expenses-paid trip. Paul from New, Paul Spain from New Zealand had me come and do the opening keynote for Asia Pacific Podcast Conference in Auckland, New Zealand. And I got to spend 10 days on God's greatest place on earth. It was, it was so awesome. All of that because I set a goal for myself in 2011. So what do I have to, that I bring to the table with that? I bring to the table that number one, I've learned what it takes to become a paid keynote speaker. I could talk about the different conferences that I went to, what helped me. I can talk about the different things that I learned at those conferences. Um, I could talk about outlining, preparing for talks, how to not get nervous. Well, how not to let the nervousness come on stage. I can talk. There's so much that I know about public speaking today that it just is mind-blowing. I could do a whole workshop in my own home here in the Next Level Studio on public speaking alone. So when people get access to talk to me and, and talking with me and stuff like that, I get the opportunity to share with them from that if they want to hear from it. My journey of health and physical fitness, including my early successes and failures, most importantly, my decision to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. This, my friends, is another thing that I bring to the table. And there are a lot of people out there, especially the people who are uh, paying me for the kind of things that I do today, people who own their own businesses, who want to start their own businesses, and they're working around the clock, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. They're not taking care of themselves physically. And uh, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there who over the years have been following my journey, who know that my face used to be out to here and my, my neck used to be down to here. Uh, and, and that over the past, well, since November 2014, I've burned over 100 pounds of fat. Yes, over 100 pounds of fat completely melted away. I've put on about 40 pounds of, you know, muscle. Where, where's it at? Right there. I put a, put on 40 pounds of, of muscle there. They're, it's not as defined as some of those guys at the gym. I think, I'm still convinced some of those guys inject stuff into their muscles to make them all that big and, and things like that. But who knows? Of course, I am, I, I've got more muscle definition now than whatever. So, but it just seems to me some of those guys, their, their muscles grow a, a little bit faster than what I'm doing. And I'm lifting heavy. So I don't know. But anyway, the whole point here is do you think that there's value in sharing my experience? Do you think that my experience of what it takes, the dedication and setting the goal and, and the information I learned, the insights, the motivation, what motivated me, what information about cytokines that I learned about that all of a sudden took my focus on, off of how much I weigh and just takes and puts all of my focus on, hey, I just can't wait to work out today because I want to send a repair crew throughout my body for a couple hours. What, 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 would you, what would you do if you could actually have access to uh, millions of nanobots and you could actually put these nanobots that the nanobots are programmed to go in and like kill cancer cells and, and, and boost your immune system and clean out toxins and stuff like that? What would you do if I told you that there's information that I have up here that tells you how you can release those the repair crew of nanobots through your body. And by the way, they're not nanobots. They're things that God gave you called cytokines. 
And actually, there's bad cytokines and there's great cytokines. And the ones that you guys are probably experiencing most in your life, if you sit behind a computer and you're never working out, are the bad cytokines that are actually damaging and, and, and decaying your body. But I have learned through my experience about the repair crew and how to switch what's going on inside of your blood by working out. Yeah, that's valuable stuff. I have that to bring to the table. Let's see here, creating online communities around shared passions. I've been doing that since the lost podcast days. 21 years of being happily married. My wife and I will be married in 21 years in August this year. And we are very happily married. We are probably more happily married today than the first few months we were married. And we had, I mean, we, okay, we had, we had some fun moments during those first few months, but we were very happy. I mean, we were newlyweds, right? But you know what? Our kids, their friends, they love coming around. They, they actually look at us. They feel, it feels like we're newlyweds. 21 years later. Do you think there's any value in my experience of being married for 21 years and having the love and passion in our marriage that we have? Do you think some people would like to learn from and ask questions and pick your brain about something like that? Absolutely. Um, let's see here. I have, I'm the father of three amazing children. Let me tell you, you know, when I was a young father, I, I think it was just, I think we just had Megan at the time and Megan was a, a, a toddler. And what happened when Megan was a toddler, we were, uh, we were attending this local congregational gathering of believers. Some people call it the local church. Um, we were attending this local congregational gathering and we were part of a Bible study group or something like that. And I remember that this one couple uh, were talking about their teenager and they were talking about the sex parties and the drugs and, and all this other stuff. And, and of course, you know, there's a lot of other parents whose kids were, you know, getting involved in some very dangerous stuff and all these other things. And I just heard parents over and over again say, listen, man, this is the most difficult thing. This is horrible. I, you know, if, if I make it through these kids' teenage years, and, and I was I was getting nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I mean, we were we were not great parents, I didn't think. And I'm thinking, I was like, these people seem like they, their lives, they had it together. I mean, these people seem like, they, they seemed like the pinnacle of success. And if these people who are who are operating at this level in life are having kids experiencing these kind of problems, what hope do Stephanie and I have? I literally felt that way. But here's what I want to tell you. Um, Megan is 17 years old. Matthew is 15 years old. McKenna is 12 years old. These three children are three of the most respectful children, uh, young adults, if you will that I've ever known. Uh, well, that's not true. They, I, I've, I've known a lot of respectful young adults and they're, they're as respectful as the most respectful young adults I've ever known. Uh, they're kind, they're compassionate. Not one of them has been involved in drugs or alcohol or anything like that. And I wanna tell you, it, I, I, we have been blessed with the fact that our kids are a huge blessing to our lives and to the lives of people that that they're involved in life with. And so I, I want to just say that, I, I mean, I don't know that there's a ton I can tell you. I mean, well, actually there is, I, I do. I can tell you there's there's several things that I've learned about parenting that, 
that I, when I reflect on it, I think, oh, well, there's probably that. There's the experience that Stephanie and I have about the, the freedom and the safety of our home, the fact that we're involved in our kids' lives, the fact that we, my wife intention, and by the way, most of this is my wife, but uh, my wife intentionally chose that when we built this house, one of the reasons we wanted to build this house is that it becomes, my mom, Stephanie had the vision, I want to have a really nice car that feeds, that, that will fit as many as people as possible. I think our, we have a seven passenger vehicle, which is the Honda Pilot. She wanted a seven passenger vehicle and she wanted a really big house. And so we have both of those because that was what Stephanie set as a standard for herself. And the reason she wanted a really big car and a really big house is not so that we could be all materialistic, but she wanted to actually be the mom that drove all of our kids and all of their friends everywhere. She wanted to be, she wanted to have the house that, you know, when it comes to sleepovers, everyone wants to come to Megan's house or Matthew's house or McKenna's house. She wanted to create the environment where this is the place the kids come to hang out. This is the place kids come to for safety. This is the place where kids come to for encouragement. It's incredible. And so do you think there's some experience in, in the fact that I have three children that are of the teen ages that are absolutely, they're, they're just stellar. They're amazing. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's incredible. I, I'm very blessed. I, I don't take all the credit for that, but I do take some credit for it. And I give most credit to my wife, but I, I think I think we're just really blessed as well with the kids that we have and, and, and the environment that we have. I think so, so much of it is environment. Every, anyway, there's a lot. Anyway, so I have that going for me. That I bring that to the table. What else do I have here? The ability to travel with my family, the fact that I've created a life where my family can travel. My daughter had a dream from the time she was a, uh, probably six, seven years old. She had a dream of, of dancing one day in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Well, this past year, she lived that dream. She she danced in the, I think it was Macy's 90th anniversary of the Macy's Day Parade. We traveled as a family on her birthday, on November 24th, on her birthday to go to to New York City uh, so she could dance in the parade. We, uh, she also got the, uh, an invitation to dance in the Christmas Day Parade in Disney World. We traveled, our whole family did go down and celebrate with her for that. Um, we've gone for a two week vacation to Europe where we went to five countries in two weeks, had the most incredible experience. I have had the privilege and the honor of, of designing a life that allows me the margin in my online business to take as much as two weeks off and to go and do these things. Um, so yeah, I bring that experience to the table. How did we pull that off? How do you plan for such a thing? What is the experience? How do you travel around the world? I, I can tell you right now that, that I could, I, I could spend an hour and somebody would get so much value if they just wanted to pick my brain about traveling through Europe for two weeks with the plans that we had and how it happened and, and just the experience there. Do you understand it's people are not paying you for your time, they're paying you for this experience. Now, th there are other things that I bring to the table. I was the director of new media for an industry conference known as, it was New Media Expo and thousands of people attended this event and I was responsible for bringing the entire podcasting community back to, or actually to this event. And and I, I'm not going to say too much more because I, I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. But 
some other things came out of that that are still going today as a result of what I did in that position. Personally, literally months of my own work, effort, relationship building, all of that stuff, there are things that are still happening today that are freaking awesome as a result of what I did as the director of podcasting for that conference. And yeah, I, I bring that experience to the table. Yeah, you know what? I, I could go on. But and, and, and the thing is, is by the way, this is, I don't know if you can say it, experience continued. So mine's more than one page. The question is, is when people are hiring you, for to to you know they whether you're charging fifteen thousand dollars for an hour of your time or a hundred and fifty dollars for an hour of your time, they're not paying you for an hour of your time. They're paying you for access to all of your years of experience and all of your areas of expertise and all of the wisdom that comes from all of that combined and put together. So I encourage you when you think about the fact that I just don't feel comfortable charging X number of dollars for one hour of my time. I just don't feel that it's valuable. I want to encourage you to make a list. These are the things that I bring to the table. All right? Wow. That was a longer reflection from the front porch than I had intended. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my reflection from the front porch. Oh my gosh, it was a lot of fun to do that. I've been doing a lot of these. If you're not following me on Facebook, you can. Facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. I don't put all of them on my YouTube channel as a vlog, but I am putting a significant amount of content currently. I don't know how much longer I'll continue to do these, but we'll see. As long as I feel inspired and led, I will be... Uh, doing a lot of that on Facebook live stream and putting a good portion of it as long as I think that it, there was a lot of value. The YouTube vlogs will typically be edited down. So what might have been, let's just say an hour and 15 minutes on Facebook live, on YouTube it might be a 47 minute video. So I do cut out a lot of things that I think are unnecessary to be in there where I kind of maybe went down a little rabbit trail or something like that. Anyway, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash cliff ravenscraft and i have an entire playlist devoted to my vlog and of course as you can tell i'm totally like into helping people creating their own online business creating products and services that are profitable for you for your business and also that serves people extremely well I have another workshop coming up, the Next Level Workshop here in the Next Level Studio just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. It is going to be on August 18th and 19th. You can head over to podcastanswerman.com slash workshop if you want to register and join me here and really take your online business efforts to a whole new level. Basically, if you're making less than $5,000 a month from your online efforts on a consistent basis, you should come to this workshop and we'll take care of that problem for you. All right, and of course, my next session of podcasting A to Z is going to be starting on Monday, July 10th. Now, this is coming out just a few days before that, so there may be one or two spots left It's going to be an incredible session of podcasting A to Z starting on Monday, July 10th. And the reason why is because there are already, and I I know it's at least three attendees from Ray Edwards' Copywriting 
Academy live event. So already three attendees, it might be four, and I know that I talked to a handful of other people who said that they were going to sign up once they got back from the event. It's gonna be an awesome group of people. There is a former pro wrestler. If you wanna join me for what I already know will be one of the most actively community-driven uh, just amazing fellowship and and just interaction and peer support and encouragement from one another and to one another with one another. Uh, some great relationships are going to be built in this next session of Podcasting A to Z that's going to start on Monday, July 10th. It is not too late to sign up. Even if you sign up within the first few days of the first week of this course, I can promise you I will work with you to help make sure that you successfully launch your podcast by the end of this four-week session. Be sure to head over to podcastinga2z.com if you want to get registered today. And with that, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And until next week, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast! Add some man.